up, Team Female? Welcome to Female Political Strategy, Female First, Female Forward, Politically Non-Binary. I'm Ro. I'm Lilith. And I'm Elle. All right, so part two of the consequences of having too many men in China and India. The one thing that I think we forgot to mention is this is a direct consequence of femicide. And we talked about black femicide a few episodes ago. But um, this is what's happening on a global scale. And it's dangerous because this is the reality that you get. A bunch of men that are purposeless, undriven, and is undriven a word? Anyways, they just cause problems. Low motivation, low value men. Yeah, low mo dudes. (laughs) Low mo dudes. (laughs) I want to, yeah, let's make that an actual phrase, Lomo dudes. I don't need a Lomo. <laughs> it's like softer than scrote or like low value man. Yeah, it's a dude that's like, you know, the manager at a local Kinko's and he's like, Ugh. he's like, I'm a high value man. Lomos. <laughs> yes. Or like average men are high value. <laughs> low motivational. God. Like the dudes like are that are like, hey, the average man makes about forty thousand dollars. Like, I don't think why you think you're better than me. That's that's a lomo dude. Make average great again. Yeah. <laughs> I think the sort of man who thinks that just existing is good enough for him as a man. Right. I never beat nobody. Yeah, good. <laughs> that's a uh, I'm not even mad at like the guys that at least earn their own keep. It's just that they tend to not be earning their own keep right? Okay, fine. You have a right as a man in a society to go in, do your job, go home and not bother anybody, but they refuse to do that. Yeah. Right? Like that's the problem. (laughs) They refuse to not, they refuse to respect the don't bother anybody part. Yeah. They're like, if I don't get what I want, I'm going to destroy shit. Exactly. Or I'm hopelessly dependent on everybody around me because I don't have enough motivation to start to look for some kind of paid work that would help me be financially solvent a lot of these guys have jobs they just without a woman to take care of him and as a lightning rod for his aggression they go out and like fuck shit up in society and that is why i support authoritarianism against men i think men need authoritarianism (laughs) oh my god lilith i need a trigger warning i feel like i've said this before good god (laughs) the libertarianism is for women only (laughs) someone on right-wing twitter said this in response (laughs) to something i said she's like libertarianism is for women only and authoritarianism is for men. I was like, agreed, sis. Oh my god. Reaching across the aisle. Yeah, no one says we have to live under the same political system. I didn't approve of that. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. Um, Part two. The actual episode. So, part two. The desperate effort to land a bride. It takes a house, savings, and a good job to win a bride. Many Chinese men are working harder and taking more dangerous or unpleasant jobs. To get ahead. No, they're competing. That's a total valid reaction. They're competing. Parents are also trying to give their sons a leg up financially. It's kind of an arms race in the dating and marriage market, says Shang Jin Wei, an economist at Columbia University in the United States. The high household savings rate, particularly in China, helps explain its huge trade surplus. A man who makes cheap shoes for export does not spend the wages he earns on consumer goods imports. Instead, he saves to build a house and attract a bride. Another unintended result urban housing prices are rising fast i mean it's good that they're saving money yeah i'm trying to think of what consumer goods why is that a bad thing (laughs) yeah what consumer goods would men be so decreases consumerism is that what you're telling me yeah isn't that a good thing yeah i think so 
right? I mean, as long, again, once again, as long as they're grooming themselves outside of that, I'm trying to think of something that would be a worthwhile investment in consumer goods for men. Like anything, only if it was like helping them build towards something else. But all the consumer goods in the United States that we have are mostly around entertainment. So it would be like video games, porn, I don't know, right? Maybe sports. I don't know. <laughs> so, okay. If you do sports in China, like you're going to, especially in an urban area. Oh my God. You'll like fuck up your lungs. Like there are people who go for jogs and like die because of the pollution. Okay. It's like, damn. Um, a- anyway. So w- what I find weird about this is it says another unintended result, urban housing prices are rising fast. So it's kind of weird that they're like blaming women for high housing prices because pretty sure that's the thing in just about every country in the world right now due to a variety of different factors. I don't know. Anyways, male suitors in China pay a bride price to earn their future in-laws approval for the engagement. Because of the acute imbalance, it has gone from a few hundred dollars a decade or two ago to nearly $30,000 in the US and some parts of China. Families sock that money away instead of spending it. Okay, again, like, good. Men should pay up to get married. Having sons was once a hedge against poverty and old age. Now elderly parents are sacrificing to help their sons appear marriageable and to support sons who fail to find a bride. Daughters-in-law were once expected to look after their husband's parents in millions of families. That's no longer possible. Right. So get a new slave, right? Like that kind of irritates the shit out of me. Like why, <laughs> why is it that? Oh, okay. Well, we were planning on offloading all our problems on our future daughter-in-law we haven't met. And now that we can't just like dump ourselves on her then what are we going to do? This is a crisis. It's like, well, yes, once again, women are being taken for granted. They do a lot of unpaid labor and now they're facing a reckoning that without it, they're in dire straits, which again, not their problem, not the women's problem, your problem. Socioeconomic landfill. Women are treated like socioeconomic landfills and it's like, wait, where did we go wrong? Yeah. So I'm rereading this paragraph and just sort of like processing this information. So like, okay, so... Having sons, I guess, equated wealth and being taken care of in old age. But again, it's like women do the caregiving. So it's like, uh, yeah, if you if the your daughters are leaving, then okay, I kind of get that. The dowry and those cultures, unlike um, the Islamic culture, I'm familiar with. If I'm not mistaken, and I hope the audience can fact check me. I also fact check myself, but the bride's family actually pays the dowry. Whereas a son receives the dowry. But here they have bride price, which is the man paying the woman's family. Yeah. Um, so you have the bride price and then the dowry where the family pays the man for to marry their daughter. That's bullshit. Like, it should be the other way around. Like, men should be... Oh, yeah. Hundo P. Investing in their marriages, for sure. Yeah, so find a new scullery babe. I want to say that's the way it is in India. So if you want to find a wife, you have to build a house. Yes, agreed. Based. Wang, 24, came to Guangdong when he was 14, and he's been working in a shoe factory for four years. The best way to find a bachelor in rural China these days, look for someone building a house. Li Defu is typical. Now, 21, he left home seven years ago to find work in Giang, capital of Giju. I'm I'm so probably bad at the pronunciation, but um, Giju province. He has pulled the family savings to build a 10-room house 
overlooking green hills and valleys of his birthplace, Paifang. At the moment, there aren't any girls my age around, he says, on a trip home to supervise construction. But I'm building this new house in preparation in case I find someone. First of all, I love that. It reminds me of, like, how birds, you know, like, the male will, like, build a nest and try to impress the female by, like, look at, I built this big-ass fucking nest. Like, (laughs) that was my first impression, too. I'm like, I don't see anything wrong with this. The only thing that would be wrong is if the woman wants something different. But it seems like he got a good location. You know, he's thinking ahead. It's 10 rooms, you know, so clearly extra, <laughs> extra rooms for kids if, if that's what she wants. Yeah, this is, this is like why men try to enact patriarchy to avoid having to do this because, you know, otherwise if when women have a choice, they end up having to actually have their shit together before they can get a woman to be attracted to him rather than getting one on a curve because women are desperate to get married. Yeah. And that's why I, again, base it's written in a way like it's, I'm supposed to be sad for them. Like, Oh no, they have to build a house. Like that must be so hard for them. I'm like, no, they should build a house. Oh, the very thing they need to do. (laughs) Yeah. Oh no, they have to build a house. (laughs) Not a basic requirement to be a partner. So Lee was brought up by his grandmother, a tiny wizened woman who sits beside him as he chats. His parents still work in far off factories. The savings they've collected could be crucial. Wait, so his whole family is putting money into this? Okay, that changes things a little bit. That's why there's so many rooms is because it's got his entire family living there and he's going to find a wife and expect her to take care of all of them. It's a family. It's a, it's a family mm. venture. Okay, I'm less. Okay. Uh, okay. About 60,000 yen, uh, US $10,000 Lee reckons, will have to be paid to his future bride's family just to gain their approval for the engagement. A centuries-old tradition, the bride price in China is similar to a dowry elsewhere in the world, but paid from the groom's family to the bride's parents rather than the other way around. A decade or two back, the typical bride price was just a few thousand yen. Today, in some parts of China, the average is nearly 180,000, according to a survey by the People's Daily Newspaper. That translates into huge pressure for young men like Lee and their families. Indeed, helping to build Lee's house is another young man who is already feeling that pressure. Quote, there are very few girls here and many girls from outside won't want to marry into this village because it's poor, says 25-year-old Zhu Haijang as he lays the tiles in one of the house's many bathrooms. Only a show of prosperity can attract and hold a bride. In our village, if you want to find a wife, you have to build a house. Yes. So far... So far, I'm team way. Zhu says he would like to stay in Paifeng all his life, but the pay isn't good and he will soon reluctantly join the tide of migrant workers heading for China's booming megacities in search of riches and brides. Honestly, I don't blame them for wanting to live in the village because from what I see about city life, all the pollution. Yeah, there's fewer jobs in a rural area, but it's like the air is cleaner. Many unmarried Chinese men have made their way to cities like Dongguan in the Pearl River Delta, a vast urban agglomeration nicknamed the factory of the world. Their work ethic, their determination to succeed is remarkable. In a noodle shop close to a series of shoe factories, a 24-year-old who gives only his family name Wang is enjoying dinner with some friends. In between mouthfuls, he says he left his home in rural western China a decade ago and now works 11 or 12 hours a day with just two days off a month. Okay, that's fucked up and I am against that purely on like a workers' rights basis. 11 to 12 hours a day? That's inhumane. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But that's a reality, unfortunately, for such a large part of the world in that area. But again, it comes down to them incentivizing capitalist interest and then absolutely crushing women and devaluing any type of role that women might have, right? It's like if you only focus on having sons that you can grow your capitalist interest and 
like on a global scale, then this is kind of what happens. There's no counterbalance. It's complicated. Yeah. Well, it's complicated, but I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking from like a pure economic standpoint, like what might motivate a guy to not work 12 hours a day is if he has a family, but they can't get families. Yeah. So it's almost like, what are, what else are they going to do during the day? If not like work or sleep? It's like I said earlier, I think I said in like part one, like men need to be occupied in order to not like destroy society. So this almost feels like a deliberate thing. They almost have to, right? They almost have to work that or they have to make them work that long just so they don't like create an uprising or something especially men like this who may or may not ever find a bride. The article says, if you're picky, it's hard. There are also more boys here, and it's not necessarily easy to meet girls. So part three, importing brides. And this is the part that gets me skeeved out. Tens of thousands of foreign women are flocking to China for marriage. Is it that foreign women are flocking to China or that they're being forced into China? Because there's a lot of trafficking. The latter part sounds truer. Yeah, like the this phrasing, tens of thousands of foreign women are flocking to China. That implies that it's their choice. Pushed by poverty at home and sucked in by China's shortage of women. Chinese men surf websites that offer foreign brides and may wind up paying upwards of $8,000 for marriage tours to find a wife. So not just for the marriage, just for the marriage tour. Okay. For the brides, it's also a huge gamble. They are lured in with promises of work, and some are effectively trapped and trafficked into marriage. Yes, that's trafficking, being lured in with promises of work. I'm kind of sickened by the term, like, marriage tours. Yeah. It's like sex tourism, basically. Yeah. Um, in their new families, daughters-in-law often occupy the lowest status. Gee, I wonder why women don't want to get married, you know? If it's like you join, you get married and immediately you're at the, imagine having like a high powered corporate job or just any job actually and having your own money and being in charge of your life. And then you get married and you're at the lowest, like at the bottom of the pecking order. Who, why would you ever volunteer for that? Because like otherwise there's social stigma, right? So when you have these cultures where individual identity is not a real thing and it's like collectivist and it's the community over self especially in china you don't want to bring shame to your family and honor and those soft concepts are more important like hard value you find a lot of people sacrificing a lot for the unit and your family is like the smallest unit there is you the individual don't really exist and have inherent value which is sad but that's collectivism for you baby Okay, so daughters-in-law often occupy the lowest status. In any given age group, a proportion of men will fail to find brides, but they will stay in the marriage market, competing with younger men to marry younger women. The disproportion keeps growing. By 2050, French demographer Christophe Guimoto Guimoto? estimates there could be between 150 to 190 men for every 100 women in China's marriage market. Well, <laughs> okay, <laughs> good. Um, the shortage of women in rural China is amplified because women there often marry up, seeking husbands with slightly higher educational, financial, or social status. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I am... Good, yeah. I am pro-hypergamy. Hypergamy for the win for everybody. That's the one thing I'm, like, collectivist about is, like, be hypergamous, aim high. Yeah, aim high. Yeah, never, like, there's no point in having, like, low goals or low standards or low expectations. Always aim high. Your standards are where you are, right? Like, hypergamy doesn't mean we all reach for billionaires. Like, if you're average, seek above average and beyond. Aim a little bit higher. Look for mobility. Like, if you're literally homeless, look for a guy with any job. <laughs> It's relative. Jeez. Hypergamy is relative. That's True. not too spicy. That can stand. Um, 
yeah, so I know that there's probably men who are like, well, women are hypergamous. I'm like, honestly, yes. Like, the things that men complain about women are often totally normal things, but they say it like it's a bad thing. Like, oh, women want us to have money before they get married. Yes. Yeah. I think men should lower their standards and women should raise their standards. I think men need to decrease their entitlement. That's their problem. I think for men is that they overestimate their own value, which is why (laughs) they think that they deserve more than they actually deserve. (laughs) They need to be more humble, honestly. Like, that's their problem. It's not that their standards are too high. It's that they perceive themselves as too high. (laughs) So then there's this quote, you are my slave. Liu Lili is a success story among foreign foreign bought brides. She and Liu Hua married in 2013 and have two children in China. Liu Hua couldn't find a wife in China, so he decided to buy a foreign one. His sister and mother helped him choose from a selection of Cambodian women who'd come to China looking for husbands, eventually picking out a slim girl with a pleasant smile. So... Okay, let's just let that marinate for a second. Just any woman will do. I don't... Right. I was like, buy... Buy one! Okay. I thought slavery was illegal, but okay! Right? It doesn't count if it's female. Or, no, if it's marriage, then it's not slavery. It's not slavery because it's marriage. So about that, it's actually really, really sad the amount of um, bride buying that happens mail order brides from the soviet area god russia ukraine the slavic balkan region to the u.s and canada it's actually pretty like exorbitant and it keeps going up so it's actually a kind of a global problem i'd love to do an episode on it actually that's why i'll never feel bad for any of these guys to get finessed by these mail order brides because like you're literally participating (laughs) in human slavery honestly like men who get finessed by their mail order brides deserve it like i don't mean to victim blame just kidding they should i intend to victim blame Actually, I don't even see these men as victims, okay? They're not victims. They're slavers. I always support slave uprisings. Any other situation where someone would justify buying a human being and then, like, convince themselves that it's good for them both. Okay, you're going to hate the next sentence then, because the next sentence is, their main concern was that she was a bit taller than him. Okay, fuck this guy. Yeah, you know... Die alone. Oh, so that's what they meant by you can't be picky as a man. Oh, she's slightly taller than me. Okay, I want to rant actually because I'm not like super tall, but I'm like slightly above average height for a woman. And you'd be surprised how many guys are, they say, oh, women only want tall guys, which is a lie. It's men who have a problem with taller women. Like I, I don't actually have a height preference. I know Savannah has a height preference and I support that. But for me personally... I have a short guy preference. You have a short guy? Yeah, some women actually like guys who are the same height. I have an upper limit. So I grew up around really, really tall cousins. And so it's like triggering? And yeah, and so like here I am down at like 5'2", 5'3", for the longest time. I barely grew an inch like in my adulthood years. So now I'm like at 5'3", roughly. And all my cousins are like 5'9", and above. And there's like a five inch gap and then there's me. So it's like, leave the tall guys for us. Leave the tall guys for us. Because all these short guys have a fucking complex. And like these guys at like six, five are looking down at me. And I'm like, yo, you are literally experiencing a different climate up there. I'm not like <laughs> going to do acrobatics to like kiss you. Like, no, we're not, we're not doing all that. I'm not leaving the ground for anybody. So like my cap is six, two, like 
that's the upper limit. That's that's still a pretty high cap. But for me, like height is actually more or less irrelevant. If he's tall, it's like a kind of a bonus, but it's not a standard for me personally. The problem that I have is so many guys who are my height or shorter will be like weird about it. Like they're the one like negging me. Or they lie and show up. Yeah, or they lie <laughs> about their height. I had a guy neg me about my posture saying like, oh, you sit like you have a stick up your ass. Like that kind of stuff. Like just like, what am I supposed to crouch down so that you can feel like more of a man, right? Like this whole. You should have like kneeled, like like you would by a kid's desk, just like get down and like squat, like TCN squat. Be like, hi. Yeah, I should have just yeah put my hands on my knees and like squat down. Like, oh, you poor little baby. Do the sorority squat. <laughs> but um, no, no, no. So you, you know, a lot of guys will be like, they'll blame women for having height preferences when it's actually them with the height preference. And so yeah, it annoys me. But anyways, so and the other thing is, a lot of these guys, weirdly enough, are like pro eugenics. Um, like you'd be surprised how many guys are like on the especially on twitter are like pro eugenics but then they want like a wife significantly shorter than them and it's like you do realize that like your kids are going to be short yeah short people contribute to short people <laughs> well with better nutrition cuz i've seen like short parents tall kids before and that's the kind of a mind fuck but i think it's just nutrition deficiencies if the parents grew up in poverty and were like starved maybe yeah maybe there's just they had the genetics but they just weren't able to maximize their potential maybe but like i want a swole man I, if i have kids i i am swole again oh yeah here we go viking princess dream my <laughs> rant about viking <laughs> my viking princess dream oh my god i love like aryan viking looking dudes that's like my weakness i don't like blonde hair blue eyes on guys i like dark hair and dark eyes but i want him to be swole height isn't the most important thing but swole yes i need a trap god i need traps i'm team thicky i know so. i love that bro <laughs> Bro, like yeah. that baseball to the ass cheek glute. Like, what? Like, I rewatched that over and over. <laughs> Aerodynamic thrusting power. I'm telling you. I was like, whatever series of evolutionary hacks led to this situation right now. I Googled the baseball player. It's this guy named Sean Murphy, and he's not cute in the face. And I'm like, ain't too pretty in the face, but he's super thick. But anyways, <laughs> he's yeah. a his face. Okay. <laughs> Um, Remind me his name again. I'm sorry. Sean Murphy is the guy. He's from, I think he plays on the Oakland A's, but. but yeah. And it was back to Liu Hua. <laughs> so yeah, homegirl was too tall. <laughs> so homegirl was too tall. <laughs> he was worrying about what the neighbors would think. Quote, people in the village said she would run away. They thought a foreign wife wasn't as good as a Chinese wife, says Liu, who lives in Leiping, Leiping, in southeastern. Leiping. <laughs> Leiping. <laughs> Lipping. Lipping. <laughs> we don't know how to pronounce these words. Our bad. <laughs> Watch us get like banned from China. We're already on a list. In south of the eastern Jiangxi. This is my best. Okay. I'm making fun of myself, by the way, and as an ignorant white person, by the way. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, Chinese. It's not you, it's us. Yeah, it's not you, it's me. Um, <laughs> But now they don't think so anymore. My wife didn't run away. She is friendly with the neighbors and treats them politely. Everyone says how nice she is. I love how everyone's casually like, oh, yeah, she's probably going to try to escape like a runaway slave, right? she's probably gonna try to run away after you enslave her and like wow she didn't run away wow she likes being enslaved <laughs> oh, 
How did you get one of the lucky ones? Everyone's just kind of planning for it. Like, yeah, you better put good fences up and, uh, you know, make sure you shackle her down at night because. Oh my God. It gets really sad though. Like just the entire village just cool with this. Or no, if that's what they would say, they'd probably know the guy's a piece of shit and the sort of one that one would want to escape from, you know, like, cause in small towns, everyone knows everybody, right? True. Could be. Yeah, that's true. If he's importing a bride, he's not their best, right? He's not exactly the bachelor, the most eligible bachelor. That's the thing. The town knows exactly. Like the fact that he can't find someone from his own community means he's probably like the village idiot and everyone knows it. <laughs> so they're all like, they're like, she's going to run away. <laughs> you know, like he's going to be the hot goss. Like everybody's drinking tea. I feel like the lulls was in here, but they just didn't write it into the text. Like, <laughs> So his wife, uh, Lily, is among tens of thousands of foreign women who are flocking to China for marriage pushed by poverty at home yeah wait yeah sucked by dramatic yeah okay um <laughs> i think it's leping 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 i'm gonna google this shit because <laughs> it's like a shame you love <laughs> i have to it's, it's like five more times in this article i can't like i'm gonna shame you specifically because it's probably pronounced exactly how it's spelled <laughs> hold on how to pronounce <laughs> It's not the French way. Leping. <laughs> okay. Leping. Okay. Leping. Okay, I'm gonna say that because that's like good enough for for me. That's ignorant Canadian. That's what I'm getting. Leping. Okay. Uh Leping has become <laughs> Why am I laughing? Has become a setter for the trade in Kevin. Did did you smoke before this? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I actually had my vape. I've been, like, smoking this entire time. This bitch high as a kite. <laughs> Just Canadian things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's so funny that you can totally well, tell. Okay. okay. So, <laughs> sorry. You go ahead. You're like, this feels familiar. What is it? <laughs> uh, now I'm understanding what's going on. <laughs> all coming together <laughs> do you need me to help okay so leiping has become a center for the trade in cambodian women <laughs> Lilith can't come to the pod right now <laughs> all right it's okay, in, village after, in village after village they are easy to spot looking after young children and picking them up from school or just hanging out watching their husbands play mahjong She's still laughing. Yeah, I, I could hear. Uh, <laughs> she muted her mic because she can't stop laughing. Yeah, I know. Yo, um, like the, the high giggles. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. Um, in Huangling, a village two hours drive. Wang, Wangling. Right. So in Wangling, a village two hours drive to the north of Leiping, Luce, wh- what the fuck? Luz was the first of several transnational marriages. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Some of the you guys, it was literally only a two-hour shift. Like, how much chaos has occurred? <laughs> we don't know what's happening. What's going on? Um, our village has fifty or sixty bachelors and only one or two single women. Says Lou. For women who. For men, I can't read either. What the hell? For men who are forty or even older, Cambodian women are like a second chance. Gross. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, okay. 
Yeah. Okay, I feel so bad for all these poor Cambodian women who have to marry these old fucking men. Oh my god. But for the women involved, it is a huge gamble being catapulted into families where daughters-in-law often occupy the lowest status of all. Especially foreign ones who've been quote-unquote bought. So yeah, so they import a bride, import a slave, female slavery, and then they treat her like shit. Like she's the lowest person on the totem pole. And for some reason, we're supposed to feel bad. She ran away! (laughs) How dare she! Yeah, shocked Pikachu face. She ran away. How? Why'd she leave? Like, oh my god. No wonder you didn't get married from, like, a consenting person. So not surprisingly, then, Lily's mother did not want her to come. You don't speak the language, you don't know anyone, and it's dangerous, she warned. Based. Listen to your mama. Yes, listen to your mother! They're probably doing, like, propaganda in the neighboring countries, too, right? Like, just saying, marry a rich Chinese man, everything will be great. Is your life terrible? It'll improve if you marry, it'll be marginally better. You know, your life has to be really, really bad for you to think that being the lowest status of uh, some random man's family beats your current life in a foreign country. Oof, okay, so, but in Cambodia, daughters are expected to help support the family financially. Lily's father died, and there were three young brothers to bring up and get through school. Her village in central Kampong Cham province offered no real employment opportunities. So basically, they're selling their daughter off to the highest bidder. This is, I mean, the unfortunate reality of some women get pressured into sexual slavery to support their family, which is trash. So uh, Lily, who was born in Shrenik Yorn, was paid the equivalent of $450. I feel like if I just say the foreign name really fast. Yeah, just say it and keep moving. Yeah. Speed it up just a little bit too. Just say it fast and then just keep talking. For me, it's like when I dwell on it, that's when, <laughs> when I can't. <laughs> I don't think about it. Too don't think about it. Just say it wrong and just get it over with, you know, move on. Plus travel expenses and uh, promised a relatively well-paid job in a Chinese factory when she arrived, provided she agreed to get married. I wanted the money for my mother, she says. Lou says he paid deposits ranging from 5000 to $40,000 to three local families just for the right to date their daughters and got only some of the money back when the, ma- when the matches did not work out. Finesse. I'm here for it. I'm glad. <laughs> I hope they completely drain his bank accounts. <laughs> it's like, it's not that the money is going to the daughters, though. That's the problem. Like, it's the the money is, it's not the woman that's receiving it. It's like her family that's getting it. Yeah. Right? In both cases, like, both for the Cambodian woman and for if he was dating local families, you know, it's the family getting the money, not the woman, right? And that's what's kind of fucked up about it. It basically incentivizes sex trafficking your female relatives. Yeah. Fed up with demanding Chinese families, he eventually decided to pay a broker nearly $15,000 for Lily, who took a Chinese name after moving. So that's a steal. Fifteen grand for a whole human? Lily was paid equivalent of US $450, and then the man paid 15000 Oh, the broker. Oh, that's true. $14,500 is like the markup there. Isn't that fucked up? Yeah, yeah. So the broker is like pocketing all that money. Like she's only getting less than $500 and they're getting 15K. Wow. Literally human trafficking. (sighs) It is, it is. It's nothing, yeah, there's no... um feel-good stories to be had here. Um, So the two profess to be content, living in a house filled with photos of their wedding and their two young children, a four-year-old boy named... Damn it, I stopped too long. The four-year-old boy named... (laughs) We took too long! (laughs) 
<laughs> C1 and his one-year-old sister, Cece. In one picture, they sit on a park bench. He in his best gray suit and red tie. She in a white wedding dress, carrying a bunch of red and white roses, together making the shape of a heart with their arms. Both insist theirs is a genuine marriage, not a transaction. Happily, Lou's mother approves. But <laughs> but Lily still feels cheated, of course, uh, especially after she found out how much her husband had paid. The yes! Was, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> I had the same reaction. Understandable for her to be upset about that. Jeez. She was probably, like, in bed after, like, sex one night. She's like, honey, I'm just curious. How much did you pay for me? And he's like, oh, yeah, like $20,000. And she said, what? like murder in her eyes the job she was promised never materialized she is furious with the marriage broker for pocketing almost all the fee yep she lied to me for money she says oh it was a female broker damn aunt lydia yeah fake can't sit with us lily spends her days looking after two young children her husband a painter and a decorator is often away for work but her mother-in-law seems sympathetic even proud of the young woman who brought her two grandchildren so wait, the mother-in-law seems sympathetic, even proud of the young woman who brought her two grandchildren. So why would she be sympathetic? Sympathetic to what? Like, is she suffering? Is that what she's sympathetic about? I don't know. I'm like maybe reading too much into us, but I'm like suspicious of that phrasing. Her own mother even visited last year and went home with a wad of money, about $1,500 that will help the rest of the family. But again, that's still nothing compared to what he paid the broker, right? It's peanuts compared to what he paid the broker. Yeah. Lily is one of the lucky ones. My husband is a good man and he treats me well. She says, I don't want to go back. I have children now. One 32-year-old woman interviewed in the Cambodian capital of Phnom Penh. Isn't it Phnom Penh? I have no idea. I'm just rushing through it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Phnom Penh. But yeah, that's the one I actually do know. Phnom Penh. <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we suck at pronunciation. Sorry. She was enticed to go to China with a promise of a factory job. They keep telling them they're going to get a job, and then they don't. But when she landed, she was forced to marry a man she didn't like. My husband said to me, you are my slave. I bought you. If I want, I can do anything to you. So, oh, fuck this guy. I hope he burns in hell. Right. So, I wish hell was real for men like this. They had to put, like, a juxtaposition of, like, a woman who seems relatively happy, but, like, the vast majority of women are so, are going to be on the spectrum of a scrote to a actual psychopath like this man, right? Her new family locked her in the house to prevent her from fleeing. Well, great, uh, she says. Her husband demanded sex four times a day. If she refused, she was beaten. Jesus. Finally, she had a baby girl. Seven days after birth, her husband demanded sex again, and when she refused, he beat her, she says. Two years later, she recalls she had a miscarriage, was denied medical treatment by her husband's family, and almost died. What the fuck? So first of all, <clears throat> after giving birth, you're not supposed to have sex for what, like two, three months? Six weeks. If I mean, if you had a standard vaginal birth, by the way. So that's like if you had an uncomplicated delivery. But no, if C-section, you actually should wait longer. Yeah, I hate this guy. He's the worst person. For three years, the woman did not call her family back home in Cambodia because I didn't want my mother to worry and because she felt ashamed that she had not been able to send any money. Eventually, though, she called her brother. Together, they convinced the Chinese family to let her visit her sick mother in Cambodia, but they let her go only on the conditions she leave her daughter behind. Oh, no. Now she lives in a cruel limbo. Scared of being stigmatized in her village, she rarely goes home, working instead for low pay in a garment factory on the outskirts of Phnom Penh. She has been separated from her three-year-old daughter for more than a year. Thinking of her child, a fleeting smile passes over the woman's face. I cry every day. 
That's the fucked up thing. These men baby trap. Even if the woman's happy, it's like she's she knows she knows she can't. It's like even the previous woman, it's like she rationalized it. Like, I'm happy because I have children now. Right. Like, that's how men get these women to stay is by baby trapping them. They trap you. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we should consider something like Hunger Games or Squid Games for all these excess men. And I'm, I mean, that seems extreme, but honestly, compared to the suffering that they are going to cause other people, I think it only makes sense. It's time to, uh, <laughs> it's time to bring back gladiator sport. Yeah. You know what? I'm down for blood sports or, you know, fight club. I support if men want to form their own support groups like fight club, I support them to do that for themselves. There's just, there's too many of them. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, when there's deer season and like the deer just overpopulate and you just got to kill all the bucks. It's just, you know, it's just, we're at that point. Are there going to be bagging limits? Or... <laughs> bagging limits? Or is it a bounty system? I don't know. Like... <laughs> Uh, we'll know when we'll, we'll know when we're done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Suddenly the world gets okay. a little better. Oh, Anyways, sorry. Man. With men outnumbering women in China by 34 million, the demand for foreign wives risks simply shifting the problem onto China's smaller neighbors. Yeah, because that's the thing. If China steals all the women from the neighboring countries, then they're going to have the same problem. It's just offsor- It's just outsourcing the same problems to other countries. Can we start a war? We should stoke tensions on like the Chinese-Indian border. It just like <laughs> yes, yes, that's a solution. No, let's stoke t- let's stoke tensions at all, all their all their borders, right? Like we'll do the Chinese like Tamar border right there, the um, Russia border with um, Siberia that's right there. Yeah, all the borders. Yeah, like that's actually a, a that's an interesting solution. Is just like if India and China starts a war with each other, they'll send they'll send their men to fight each other, and uh, problem solved. Problem staying solved. Next up, world hunger. <laughs> Female political strategies solves complicated geopolitical. <laughs> yeah, simply through comedy, through war. War is the answer. Listen, some listen. Sometimes violence is the answer. Oh, we just- <laughs> I love this. I love you guys. I'm so happy we're here. <laughs> like, it's, it's time we get real. <laughs> Sometimes the question is, what should we do? And the answer is war. We should do war. Yeah. <laughs> so the past 50 years, act- activism has been like, war is not the answer. Violence is bad. <laughs> I mean, it's nothing you do with 35 million surplus of men. I mean, what do you do? Yeah, what else do you do except let them kill each other? Like FCC appropriate, where I can say it and no one's feelings get hurt? Yeah, the nice word is war. Like, yeah, <laughs> the nice word is war. I mean, because that's how they used to do it, didn't they? Like back in like the Spartan times, they would just train them all up and then just go start fights with each other. <laughs> Sometimes just, you don't even I mean, so, go start. so, okay, apparently someone one, wasn't like a couple of the Crusades started basically because they're like, there's too many single men. We need to kill them all off. Yes. I mean, I don't know if those were the exact words, but there were words, but they, it was along the lines of like, hey, man, like, what about the Christians in the Middle East? And they were like, why do we need to go? We just need to go. Like, and the economy was really bad. There was a lot of people that were unemployed. So they were like, for God, let's do a war for God. Cause they literally had no reason because it was like the era of Westphalia and everything. So it's been done. So it wouldn't be the first time. There's a precedence for this. We're not talking crazy. This is like a strategy. 
Exactly. So we're not war hungry psychopaths. This is a historical fact. Like this is a historical pattern, right? We're historians. Kings know what happens when you have too many single men. Like they start threatening your throne. This is just the way the animal kingdom works. If you watch how there's a really funny video, which I'll post. It's not funny, but it's funny because it's men. But it's funny. (laughs) Like it's it's funny because it's male monkeys. But basically there's like a king and he has a bunch of hair. He's a harem of female monkeys. And every day, every day, male monkeys stand in a circle around his female harem and one by one try to knock the dude off the throne. And like every day he has to fight for his life. That is the norm for male animals, right? For primates. Dude, like they out here living like this, okay? Like we're not better than that. Come on. So I'm not saying we should go to war with China. I'm just saying somebody should go to war with China. No, not us. No, 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 no. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not saying we... That's the thing. We shouldn't go to war with China. China and India, they are the countries with too many men. They should just duke it out amongst each other. Yeah. Let's go start some shit. Like, I think we should get some bots and just start running nothing but Chinese and Indian propaganda to stoke discord. It's like, hey, India. Hey, India, look at the way China looks at you. Should we just like Sarajevo them? No, just be like, hey, look at the way China's looking at you. What do you mean? Just just look, look, look. And then t- tell China the same thing. Hey, China, what? Look at the way India's looking at you. Wait, what? Boom. War. Just make up something about how like the Indian men are stealing all the Chinese women. And say it to both countries. So they th- they point fingers. <laughs> Yeah, say it to both countries. Say it's not it's not that you're undesirable and gross. It's those men over in the other other place, they're stealing your women. Yeah. <laughs> they're coming here, they're showing up, they're hopping the border, and they're stealing your women. Some I assume are good people, but <laughs> <laughs> Or you could just you could just do like at the beginning of World <laughs> War One where you just like contrive some like just assassinate someone the archduke just franz ferdinand them or something i don't know someone needs to get franz ferdinanded (sighs) every single type of political leadership understands what happens when you have too many single males it's just a problem so yeah we're not crazy all right so where were we uh (laughs) but back to the article russian women rush i'm I'm back by the way i'm sober enough to i can i can do this i got it i got this don't make don't make big claims okay it's it's okay (laughs) okay (laughs) so we'll we'll read through part three and then we'll get we'll do part four in the last in this third part of the series okay russian women some of whom used to look to the west for husbands are increasingly seeking marriage in china says alina barbara barbara just you got oh, it. You spoke too soon. Elena Elena Barabanseva at Britain's University of Manchester, who has been leading an international project on marriage migration into China. In China, they are the most sought-after brides, prized for their fair skin and European features. They're seen as educated but accessible. <laughs> I love an educated but accessible queen. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Less emancipated than Western women. Oh. Wow. Okay. Yeah, no, men have a slavery fetish. They enjoy slavery. I really like how Eastern European women have fewer rights, is what these guys are saying, basically. Um, These women are more likely to end up in bigger cities with richer men. Commercial marriage tours to Russia, as well as to Ukraine, offer Chinese men the chance to meet 10 or 20 women over the space of a few days for about $5,000 US, rising to $8,000 US if they find a bride. But a much larger number of women come from Vietnam. Marriage migration across the poorest border in southern China began two decades ago and is flourishing, says Caroline Griot, who 
who has been researching the phenomenon for a decade, most recently with Barabonseva in Manchester. Vietnamese women are seen as less quote, demanding than some Chinese women and are more focused on traditional family values. They're also sought after for their fair skin, their big eyes and slim waists, Griot says. <sighs> Just, yeah. Again, like this whole article is a very like eugenics-y kind of vibe. Like It's like dystopian cringe. Yeah. Uh, notice how all, yeah, it's like, I like how they're hot and subservient is basically what these men are looking for. Anyways, they in turn often prefer Chinese husbands to their own compatriots, not just for their wallets, but because they are seen as hardworking and family-focused. Yeah, so we need to start beef between Vietnam and China then. So this seems like a good... <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like that, that would be much worse because, again, like Vietnam is a much smaller country. China and India are true, similar true, in true. size. I feel like that one would be much more destructive, <laughs> which is a good thing if you want to wipe out... Man. No, I'm kidding. Okay. Um, <clears throat> today, websites like Zhang Yui Love dot com, which is China Viet Love, offer a selection of Vietnamese women. Some services offer money back guarantee that the brides will be virgins. Oh my god. No. And no. a free replacement for any who run away within a year. I oh, uh, oh replacement but but okay. Like a replacement slave? Do they have insurance for this? Yeah, but imagine if she ran away, it wasn't a good deal. He's probably a shitty dude, so if she ran away, she either didn't want to be there or he's a horrible guy. It's like an endless feedback loop of like channeling women to abusive men. Who are they gonna immediately replace her with? Jeez, that's dark. And then I think I would sell my virginity like five times. Yeah, five thousand dollars US? <laughs> Every single time I'd be like, I'm a virgin. Like, they can't prove it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are they going to do? Like, put one of those, like, Hollywood blood packs on, like, the inside of my thigh or something. Like, just, <laughs> sorry, don't listen to me. Like, <laughs> like, just, you can get those, like, blood capsules from, like, Target from, you know, during Halloween. Like, yeah, just get a couple of those. It's just, oh, wow, you're so big, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It's okay. It's, it's a night. Tonight's a fun night. <laughs> Ro is definitely not speaking from personal experience at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just... Like, you've done it before. This is my strategic mind working. I'm just thinking if I was in their shoes. Oh, God. No, that was so detailed and, like, anecdotal. This is what I would do. I would try to multi-sell my virginity, just, like... Honestly, the sort of man who's willing to buy a woman's virginity deserves to get scammed like that, honestly. Honestly. Like, I don't support... <laughs> I don't support sex, sex work, but if you're in a really desperate situation, I support scamming the scammer. So if you're listening to this and you're a woman and this is happening to you, lie for your country, lie for your family. We should start a fundraiser for like fake virginity. Oh my God, let's do a fundraiser for like fake, let's get fake virginity capsules to women in need. I hope that stuff is non-toxic, but hey, whatever. I'm just saying. God, yes. Others arrived from Myanmar and Laos, crossing into China's relatively poor southwestern Yunnan province. In effect, they are replacing local women who've themselves migrated to find husbands in more... Pro Th that's the thing. The, the smart Chinese women move to, like, Canada, the US, Europe. They go to other countries that, were, that won't treat them like fucking shit. Yeah, like, women from neighboring countries replace those women. And then what happens to those countries where those women leave? Circular divestment. Circular. Yeah, but it's not like people in Canada and the US are going to, like, Vietnam, Myanmar, and Laos to replace the women there. Well, not 
everybody can make it out, right? Like, not everybody can get out. It's, like, only a certain number of people. So, like, they're continu- it's like a brain drain, essentially. An ovary drain. An ovarian drain. That <laughs> sounds like an actual, like, plumbing. An ovarian drain. I think that's a good phrase. <laughs> ovarian yeah. drain. Okay. We can win that. First heard on FPS. Ovarian drain and Lomos. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Lomos and ovarian drain. We're coining phrases. We're feminist thought leaders. Significant numbers have poured in from North Korea, too, especially after a famine struck there in mid-1990s. Many have suffered horrendous treatment from abusive husbands or were trafficked into prostitution in China and ended up in labor camps if they tried to return to their home country. Fuck. And on that note, on that positive note, I think we're going to have to make this a part, a three-parter. Yeah. Yeah. All right, ladies. Thanks for listening, Team Female. Follow us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash female political, or on our Twitter at female political and our Facebook. Check the link in the show notes. See y'all next week. Mm-hmm.